So here we go. So we're now in chapter 7 of Amshachayim Beis, page 11. So after describing the relationship of the containers to the energy, how the containers, how the containers um, affect the or the light, and that they are tailored for each other, which explains that the kalim are subjugated; they become like servants, tools, instruments to the artist, to the artists, the artists' instruments. Well, the, the kalim are like the paint, actually, and the instruments to the energy that's invested by the artist in creation. So therefore, through this combination, this integration, this fusion of container, energy and container, allows for the revelation to be one that can manifest in the lower worlds. If, for example, the energy in the container did not fit each other, you wouldn't have a painting and no one would be able to look at this painting. So think of the recipients being the lower worlds who need a balanced container and energy in the world of Atzilut to allow us to have a painting, allow us to appreciate it, and allow it to bring the knowledge and the awareness and revelation of the divine to the next level. Should there have been no instruments, there'd be no painting. Should the instruments have not been commensurate and proportionate to the energy, would also be no painting. Now we have the, the, the picture is complete. And and as we said, this manifests through Chachma, specifically. Um, And because Atzilus, primarily the root, the, the source comes through Chachma. Everything comes through Chachma. And that allows the, the bit of the, the selflessness, the suspension of self, to manifest also in the lower worlds. So now he continues in chapter 7. And behold, we learned earlier, it was discussed earlier, the Moshal, and the analogy. Remember, there was first the analogy where he spoke about this, this whole idea as it is in the world. Matsilis, he spoke about it, how it is in the human being, the faculties and the lights, the faculties and the containers and the organs. So we explained earlier in the Moshal, in the, in the metaphor, the Masha Kechis Mislapshan Behevarim. That when the faculties manifest and dress up in the in the organs, which are not relatively they're not, they're not relative to each other, the faculties and the organs are very far apart. So the fact that these faculties manifest in the organs that are so distant from them, the reason for that is the fishen is primim beetzem. That's because the faculties are fundamentally internal forces. They're not a market. They're not transcendental energies. But they are, even before they enter the container, they are fundamentally, their personality is such that they're primis. They're internalized. They're integrated type of faculties. 
which means that they are faculties of the spirit of the soul and not the light, the energy of the essence of the soul. They, and they become con- concentrated and diminished in order to be erpnimi. In order to be an erpnimi. An erpnimi means in order to... Um, To become this internalized light. So there's several. So in other words, its personality is such that lends itself to manifest inside containers. So in other words, what he's adding here, he's going into now, is another aspect of this. It's not just that the containers affect the energy, but the energy itself, even prior to entering the containers, has that type of personalization, that type of uniqueness to it, that type of um, um, inter- in- internalized individuality that lends itself to fit into those containers. Now he's going to say, so how do we understand this above? In other words, he, he, let, let, me, let, me, let me be more specific. You see, the key here is the understanding and explanation of the concept of the interface between the divine and and the human, between the immortal and the moral, between the infinite and the finite. To to really create a proper interface, it need we really need these two worlds to meet in the fullest possible fashion. So so we have here the artist, using the metaphor I've been using, the painter, the artist. We have here his, his instruments, his paint, his tools. And we have the painting. And we have the paint. So using, so the painter himself, the artist himself, should he not have these instruments, we would never be able to connect to his art because he wouldn't have created it. It would be something in the conceptual plane, in his mind, an abstract state. The fact that he takes his energy and uses these instruments and the paint on the, to use uh, to create on the canvas an actual image. That is the interface. Those tools, those instruments. But what about the energy itself? The energy when that he invests when he uses those tools is the energy just passing through, so to speak, that the, those instruments, or do they themselves also have a certain shape and form? I'll just give you an example. For example, if you take sunlight, sunlight is equi- equi- we said equalizes everything. If you use shades to look at sunlight or use a shade, if you use a green shade, it will shine green. Use a yellow shade, it will be yellow. It will be a red shade, a blue shade. That doesn't change the sunlight. It's just that we're creating shades that allow the sun to, to reflect in different colors. But it's not like the sun has red, yellow, green. Even though in truth is the spectrum of light does have them all. Okay, but the sun, that, as we see it, is white light. Or think of it this way. Give me one sec. So think of it this way. You have a white light projecting from a projector, a film projector. So before there's anything, any film put before that white light, that white light is just white light. When you put the film there, the light doesn't change. The light remains white light. What's happening is 
the film is now projecting onto the wall or onto the on, or onto the onto the screen an image because the light is shining through that film. The film is shaping the light, but the light hasn't changed, which really means that the light remains still fundamentally indivisible. What he's going to say here that that's not the case. We want to have that even the divine light has within it elements that fit and are tailored to the particular shapes and colors that it will ultimately create. You see that? Yep. So that would make us, that would, brings us one step closer to the painter. That brings one step closer to God. Because if you say God is like the white light and he just used the lights, the, used the containers of Atsila to create, then all we can really know of him is what the containers tell us. But the light itself remains beyond us. What he wants to say is know that the containers help us understand the light too. And that helps us connect to the divine. Am I making sense? So it's not just like water in different colored glasses. The water itself has different colors. The light itself has different colors. Clear? So there's a level between the, the, the divine pure light. There's a step down where that light has different properties, different particularities, yeah, which always are there. Like when we say the faculties, and when he said, if you remember, that even though the power of vision is so far apart from the eye, if you put the power of vision here and the eye here near each other, you wouldn't even know. This is energy, this is container. But we know it's not, the power of vision is different than the power of hearing. So even the power, the energy of it is different. Gotcha, that's good. So it's not, right, so it's not just that the eye, like, it's not like the one energy is flowing into the body and the eye is blue colors, a blue, blue colored, colored glass. And the ears are red colored glass. And the nose is, is an orange colored glass. But the, light, the, the energy itself also has a personality, has features that remain somewhat abstract and remain amorphous. But they will ultimately, when they go into the eye, fit into the eye. And the vision of, of sight would not fit into the air. Because it's not customized for it, so it's not so it's not just so two things are happening here. Not only is the, c- the container custom to the energy, the energy is customized to the container. You get that? Mm-hmm. So in a sense, in a sense, it would be something like this: you can be a teacher that teaches a group of five people and says one thing, and each one takes his way, or he can actually address each one of the five and tailor his words to each of them. That's good. Yeah. So now he's going to explain how this is above. Because he explained it before in the analogy. Now he's going to explain to how it is above. You mean the spiritual and the spiritual worlds. Ready? Okay. The Indian is, this meaning the meaning the, the Subject matter here is the Hindu do it's known that Silasugilia Helam Eden Sephamitsa. It's known that Atsilus, remember Atsilus is that intermediary, interface. Is Gilia Helam, it's only the revealing of something concealed from the divine infinite light of the source. 
This is the Indian. This is what Atzilus is. Atzilus, the word comes from a verse in the chapter in the book of Numbers, where it says, I have, I have um, imparted from your spirit. I have imparted from the spirit that is upon you, which is God speaking to Moses, in order to take part of that spirit and and Transmitted to other to the Skanim, to the sages of the time. It's only the imparting, it's a part of the original that is not something new. There's no new innovation here. No innovation here. Why? Because there could be something that is a new innovation. Here he wants to say that Silas is a piece of that which was above it, and is just revealing that which was already there. Because this is vital, because as I said, you want to have the, the energy is going to reflect the divine. And you want that that energy should have in it particles or personality that fits the containers that it will go into. So he's saying, Atsilus is Gilead Hell. What's, what is it discussing there? Moses is telling God that I don't have the ability to provide meat. Another certain needs for the Jewish people. So God says, I will impart from you, I will take from you. Part of the spirit that I have, the divine spirit with you. And impart it to, this, to the sages. So he's saying, when, that, when he did that, it's part of Moses' original spirit. It's not something new. When God imparted, it took, took Atzilus Ruche, separated from Moses, the spirit, and placed it onto the sages, or the elders, is actually Skane, the elders. It's not a different... Entity. It's not a different entity. The transmission because it still remains that Moses remains the leader. It's not like he delegated it to a new leaders. Moses still remains the leader of the generation. The only thing is he delegated part of his wisdom, part of his spirit to those, to the elders of his generation. So it remains because that transmission still has to be through Moses. That's which was imparted unto the elders is the spirit of Mamash, it's literally the spirit of Moses. Before it was included within Moses. And then it was transmitted from the concealed state to a revealed state. In other words, you can have two types of appointments. You can have a leader appointing another leader. And you go lead, let's say, I'm running this country, you go and become the king of another country. So he gives them wisdom and he gives them power and so on. But once he's a ruler of that second country, the original ruler is no longer ruler. Here, Moses was delegating, God was delegating part of Moses' spirit and Moses' wisdom onto sages to help him, elders, to help him lead the people. So they remain ministers of his leadership, not new leaders. So basically, all they're really doing is taking that which Moses had and revealing it and bringing it down to the next, next level. So therefore, just as it is in the way it's originally explained in that chapter about the, the numbers, he now goes on and says, 
Atsilus Lamaila. The same thing is with Atsilus, the spiritual world of Atsilus. It's not a new innovation. It's not a new thing. It's not a creation. Like the world of Bria, which is a creation from ex nihilo, from nothing. Atsilus is not Bria. Atsilus is not a creation. Atsilus is a revelation. It's revealing something that was there before. And that's why Atsilus, that's what it means that Atsilus is literally divine. It's divinity, it's godliness. What does that mean when you say something is godly? It means those, the alakus, the divinity, the spirituality, the godliness of the lights, the energy of Atsilus is an extension of the essence of the divine, of God. As is explained elsewhere. Obviously, this is not the essence of God Himself. But it's, it's only a reflection that spreads from Him, that extends from Him, expresses Him. But on the other hand, it's not something new. So think of it like sunlight. The light of the sun is not the sun, but it's nothing outside of the sun. It's a reflection of the sun, it's nothing new. The light of the sun was inside the sun too beforehand. It's only a revelation of that which it has within us. Or if any of us, you use your faculties, so you're revealing something that's there already. It's not a new thing. If you build a house, it's a new thing. But if you um, open your eyes and look at something, that's not new. It's just an extension of what you have within you, and it's coming now from potential to actual. Okay? Yeah. Except when you build a house, it still comes from the idea of a house. Yeah, I, it's just an example. But I mean to say, the house is an, an entity you have to build. It's not you need you need other tools and I stuff see, like yeah. that. It's not just opening your eyes and just doing something you're capable of doing. So that part of numbers, God is not saying to Moses, "I'm imparting to you some of the spirit from on high." He's saying, "I'm taking what you already have." And imparting that to the yeah, elders, yes, right? Yes, yes. So he's not adding more to Moses. No. Okay. How do you say that Beria is new? Doesn't that derive then that whole world from Azil? It's new in the sense that it does, <clears throat> it's not just a reflection of that which came before. It needs some new, a new, a new personality. In other words, it's not just the divine expressing itself. It's divine choosing to create something that is not similar to the original divine. It would be like sunlight suddenly had the power to create a, uh, a table. Sunlight can warm. It can make things grow. It brings us light, but it doesn't uh, build tables. Follow what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. So God obviously has the power to build a table, but the energy is, the energy is an extension of the divine in that sense. The creation of something new has needs something that is more than just the regular expression of his personality. In other words, there's two ways that the divine manifests. One in an extension of himself and one in a innovation. Okay? Well, Makomakim, so, but nevertheless, even though Atsilis 
is only Gilead Helen. It only reveals that which is concealed. And it's an extension and expression of the original spirit. Of course, in a diminished way, nevertheless, nevertheless, even Atzilus is also infinitely distant from Atzimus, from the essence. And this is also understood from a Mashukosov where it says, which says, there's a verse that says, wisdom, from where, from whence does it come? From where does it come? So he's going to explain now that the word literally the Hebrew, literally means from where do you come? That comes from a where, from a place that is beyond it completely. Because the word is ayin. Ayin means nothingness. So Chochmah, from where do you come? is like saying, you know, when you say, where do you come? It's like a surprising question. He's coming from a place, you can't, you know, like, where does an idea come from? So it's, it's from a very distant place. Like, certain things, if I poured you a cup of water from a pitcher, you know where it came from. You see the pitcher, and it brought you water. But when you say, where did it come from? Where did that fall into my head from? You're reflecting something that is beyond. So that's what he's going to explain now. So even though on one hand it's imparting, it's nothing new, at the same time it's, very, it's, it's infinitely distant from, its, from the essence. It's an entity. When you say chachma, wisdom, it has substance. It's a yesh, it's a personality, it, has, it exists. Where does it come from, however? It comes from ayin de keser. It um, comes from the ayin, from the nothingness, okay. from the state of the vol and the, 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 the null and void of keter, of the crown. And it comes in a form of renewed, a new, a, a new, a new entity. Yesh, a yesh, an entity from nothing. Like it says elsewhere. And this also explains the word timotse. You don't just say chachma comes from, where does it come from? The word timotse means like it's found. When you say the word in Hebrew, it's like chachma, the literal interpretation would then be chachma, wisdom, from whence were you found? Not just from whence do you come, from whence do you exist? Whence were you found? Because when you say something is found, it implies like, it hasn't, you don't know where it's, where, where, you know, you lose something in the street, you say, where, where, who, you know, where's, where, where, this, where was this found? You're referring to something that doesn't have a, um, that it's, its source is mysterious, basically. Okay? Yeah. Like a lost, a lost object that you don't know where it came from. The same thing, wisdom does not know where it came from. So when you're standing in the shower, or wherever, and you conceive of an idea, you don't know where it came from. Where did the idea come from? You know, ideas, and they don't come from the shower head. We know that. Right? Yeah. Or do they? So, so basically, Chachma, wisdom, says, even though he's saying Atsilas and wisdom are imparting nothing new, but at the same time, wherever they come from, they're also equal distance from there. So, you see here how it goes both sides? Yep. So they're not a new ent- entity, but they're also completely distant from where they do come from. So Chochma doesn't know its source, and it's like like a lost object. Doesn't know where it came from, like a yesh, like a like a matter, a piece of matter that doesn't know and doesn't appreciate and understand. The source that created it. 
I see there's a footnote in the back which I'm going to look at. Let's look at this footnote. Page 11. So let's read the parentheses in the footnote. He says, He asks a question in the footnotes. The fees ain't a movement. According to this, it's not understood how wisdom is called truth. Like he says in Tanya, chapter 38, 35, in the Haggah, that he and no one else, that means that the wisdom is known and is felt the essence of the divine. So he's saying, if he doesn't know where he's coming from, so how, does, how do we say that Chachma is truth and does have a sense of its source. So this he asks, but later in the in the Hemshech, in this uh, series, he will answer this question. Because he's going to explain that Chachma really has both elements. It has um, a sense of distance from its source, but it also relates to its source and has elements that remind itself of its source. But that, but right now he just puts it, poses this in a type of question right here in the footnote. This is a footnote where the Rebbe Rashab wrote, that this should not be copied when it's published. So it was a footnote really for himself. But nevertheless, they published it in the back. It just yeah. tell us what it says. Okay. Which is the book of discourses from the Alter Rebbe, the founder of Chabad. And it's in the Mimer, in the discourse that's called Pasach that Elio, Elijah, opened up. It's a very fundamental discourse that we actually connected to last week's Parsha Vayera, the Parsha we read yesterday, which is, by the way, the Parsha of the Rebbe Rashad's birthday, which is this Thursday, the 20th of Cheshvan. So in that Pasach Al-Yo, Kosov, he writes the following. Listen to this. More than the distance between Bria and Atzillus is the distance between Atzillus compared to the divine, infinite divine light, which is like a, a fascinating twist. Till here, we were trying to say that Atzillus is, in a sense, close to. It's only imparting, nothing new. It's not a new creation like Bria. So you'd think that Bria and Atzillus are closer. I'm sorry, pardon you think that Bria is more distant from Atsilas than Atsilas is from its source. Because Atsilas from its source is just imparting. Bria is a new entity. Let's think, put it this way. You think that the painting, compared to the painter, is more distant than the, than the painter compared to the essence of the painting. Right? Yeah, because this is just an extension of his energy, the painting. The painter, the painter, the, 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 the sorry, the, the, the painting is an outside creation. So before the painter actually painted, he he was part of part of him was also the ability to paint. So you think his ability to paint and his essence are closer than the painting that he creates later. And then he says no. He says opposite. The painting is the, as distant as the painting is from the painter, the painter is even more distant from the essence of the painting. So Atsilis is even more distant from the place it's imparted from. That's not a new creation. Than, than, than the creation of, of Bria is from Atsilis, even though Bria is a new creation. Do you understand this? Yes, I do. So this is a fascinating twist. You get it? I do. Yeah. So Atsilis is going to end up having two opposites. On one hand, 
it's only an extension of the divine. On the other hand, it's absolutely, infinitely distant from that divine. And this is what we say in the prayer. We say this in the Shabbos prayer. This is what we say. There's nothing that could, that you're, 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 you're infinitely distant in, in, in this world. There's nothing that comes close to you. That means that we, the creatures, the people that live in this material world, We cannot say that just like this material world is kind color negative element alien, that this material world is like nothingness, completely null, compared to the higher worlds. That we can just like that we in other words, you could think that we could say that just like our world is like nothing and completely null compared to the highest worlds of them all. Which is very spiritual, which would mean Akavana which is referring to Atsilus, which is the higher world, because the Elm is Biyah, the world of Biyah, Nikra Elm is Taktainim. The worlds of Biyah, Bri, Yitzir, Asir, are called the lower worlds. As it's known that the Alter Rebbe would say, an Atsilus he would call Elyon, Ebrishter. When you say something is above, he was referring to Atsilus. I'll explain them on. Elion means above. Above. So the same thing, this Elion, this Atsilus, is nothing compared to the divine, infinite divine light. He's explaining an expression. We say in the Davani, we say, that nothing, that means that there's nothing that is proportionate to you in this world. So he's explaining what that means. That we cannot say in this world that just as this world is null compared to Atsilas, so Atsilas is null compared to Ense that there's no way that you can't compare these two types of nullification, these two, these two types of distances. So we in this world cannot say, you know, we know that we are completely null compared to Atsilas, and that's how Atsilas is compared to God. No, that's more distant than we are from Atsilas. <clears throat> Which means you cannot compare the lack of value, the valuelessness, the mrit batref, the valuelessness, that silas legabe erin seboruchu, the head that twists the smoke and the biala batsilas. You can't compare the lack of value, the valuelessness, the meaninglessness of atsilas compared to the infinite divine light to the meaninglessness of biya compared to atsilas. I'll explain this in a moment. Let me just read it. Kinibitl elma elinagdi is baruchum, but such who nivra vicholok memano. 
Because the bitl, the nullification of the higher world, compared to God, is because it's only a creation, and it's completely different from Hashem, from God, and He, God, creates it every moment, and without God's energy flowing, it would be nothing. That's why Atsilus is completely bottled, completely subjugated, completely nullified to the divine, because it comes from it, and it would be nothing without it. But the bitl of Elam Hazen, the nullification of this material world, our world, compared to Atsilus, to the higher world, It's not only because it is more um, it is more it's more can't find the word because it's more um, distinguished someone that's more distinguished than it because Atzilus is also a world it's called the higher world it's a very distinguished world. It's a very lofty world. It's a very elevated world. But it's still a world that was created, that, that came from the divine, infinite divine light. I have to re reframe it. I didn't say it right. I read right wrong. He's, he's explaining how our world, compared to Atsilus, is, is as distant as we are from Atsilus, Atsilus is more distant from above. So he explained. Because Atsilus, the higher world, compared to above, is because it's completely, this is a creator, this is a creature. Whereas our nullification compared to Atsilus is only because it's a more distinguished level, but it's still a level, it's still a world. It's more distinguished. Yeah, God is not just more distinguished than Atzilus. It's the source of Atzilus. So in that sense, it's far... Yeah. Okay. That's what he's saying. So it's only because it's more distinguished, Milo, but Milo Madrege, in its, uh, in its in, in conceptually and its level, it's much more spiritual. And there's a very great distance between our world and Atzilus. But both of them, at the end of the day, nevertheless, both of them are one level because they're both created and they're both recipients of the divine. And even though the higher world is mashpia transmits and mashpia uh, yeah, transmits energy into the lower world, and without this transmission from the higher world. The lower worlds would disappear, God forbid. However, that which the higher worlds transmit to the lower worlds is not their own energy. They're only spending, they're only giving them, it's only giving them the life and energy that it received from the Creator. So Atsilis is not giving life to our world. Atsilis is just Transmitting life and energy that it got from above. The lula hashpa me'elam elyon ha'elam esat tachtenim is batlin. 
And therefore, without this transmission, yes, from the higher worlds, the lower worlds would only would disappear. But it's only a conduit. It's not a source. And also, but it would not have become completely nullified completely as if it never existed. Because because their nullification from the lack of transmission of energy, What would have happened had they not gotten the transmission? They would have been swallowed up or included into the higher world. So how do you do it? It's known that everything that was created in the lower world was first included in the higher world. The kol all the parts and components of of mineral, vegetable, animal, and man in the worlds of biyah. Like it says in Eitz Chaim, which is the book of the Arizal, and explained elsewhere. And the reason is because that too is part of the world. In other words, everything in the Biyah is included in Atsilis, in a more subtle spiritual state. So if Atsilis would not have transmitted to Biyah, it wouldn't disappear completely. It would just remain in that amorphous state. What wouldn't disappear completely? Azila? The lower worlds. No, the lower. He's asking a question. He asked a question. That if, if you're saying that, that that the lower worlds are not are are the distance from the lower worlds to Atsilis is less than the distance from Atsilis to the source, why? The lo- higher worlds the lower worlds receive their energy from the higher world. The answer is firstly, they receive the energy, not it's not from the higher world, it's from God. That that travels through the higher world. And secondly, if it was withdrawn from the lower worlds, what would happen it was it just be included in Atsilis. Those lower worlds would not have Disappeared completely. They just would have been like swallowed up in the higher world. Now, think of it like the concept of love, chesed. Chesed of Atzilus. Atzilus has the concept of love. Love also comes down in lower levels. So that if, if Atzilus didn't transmit, they wouldn't exist on the lower levels. But you can't say love would disappear. It would just remain on its source. It's, it's equivalent of let me let me put it to you this way. Talk about faculties, going back to the painter, yeah? Mm-hmm. If you didn't paint, if the artist didn't paint, so yes, there would be no painting. But you can't say the concept of painting would cease to exist. It just remains in his faculties. It would be like when you're asleep. Your faculties are there. They're just not expressing themselves. So biyah would not come to manifest because it wouldn't be expressed. But, but you cannot say that it completely would be nullified. Something of it would remain, its shape and form and its concept would remain within you. Whereas Atsilas, compared to the source, wouldn't be at all there if there was no source. Follow? Yep. We're almost done with this chapter and then we will conclude so you have time as well. Therefore, the bitl of the lower worlds is not that it would completely disappear. It would just be included and remain in the higher worlds and never come down. However, the higher world, you cannot say, You can't say the higher world is is part of the, the infinite divine light. 
because the divine, infinite divine light doesn't have any midas, does not have any um, any structure, any definitions. And if that energy would cease to be from the source, nothing would remain. You follow what I'm saying? Absolutely. It's like saying like this. The fact that you and I exist, the Creator put us here. The fact that we express our energy is closer to who we are than we are to the divine. That's the bottom line. Even though if you didn't express your energy, the energy, the energy wouldn't be there, that the detail, the, the, the specific details. It's like to say on a lower... So the first thing is God put into place is a shape and form, which is Atsilas. That shape and form compared to the essence is, a, is, a, is, is, is infinitely distant because there's no shape and form in the divine essence. However, the shape and form that comes into Biyah is also distant from Atsilas, but it's closer, but, but, but its distance to Atsilas is not as much as the distance of shape and form to no shape and form. You follow what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, totally. Think of it like the divine has no shape and form. He manifests in spiritual shape and form. The spiritual shape and form then turns into, into material shape and form. So the expression goes like this. The, spiritual, the distance from the material shape and form to the spiritual shape and form of Atsilas is not as distant is more, it's more distant, the spiritual shape and form, to the source that has no shape and form. Right? Mm -hmm. Okay, good. Shayel Melian And this is the meaning that the higher world, which is in this is infinitely more distant than the distance from the lower world to the higher world. What is the meaning in Arech when something is has no commonality, has no uh, has no um, has no closeness at all? It's incommensurate, right? Incommensurate. What does that mean? The in Arech. Erech means when things are commensurate, it's like one compared to thousands. So even though thousands are far greater than one, but they're, they're commensurate. Like it says in Tanya, Why? Because one is still part of a thousand. Yep. It's only a small part, but it's still part of it. And you couldn't have a thousand without a thousand ones. Okay? I get it. What is that in spirituality? In spiritual terms, it's like when something is a cause and effect. So something causes something else to be. So that the effect is smaller than the cause, but it's still part of the cause. Nevertheless, it's only that nothing's missing from the from the cause. Like for example, when a thousand breaks into ones, nothing's missing from the thousand. But nevertheless, the, the one is a small part of that thousand. And the lower level of an effect, I'm sorry, the lower the lower level of the cause, mislabeshes manifests. In Baha'u'llah, in the effect, 
like in saying seichel and midas in, in the intellect and emotions and thought, speech, and action. We're talking here about the power of thought and speech, like he says in a certain mind. They are nefesh ruach neshama v'hu inyan biya v'chein atzilus v'kmeshikasu makamach. They are the three levels of nefesh ruach neshama, which is nefesh is spirit. The three names for the three levels of the neshama: nefesh is the biological, emotional, intellectual. So I think this is seichel midas and machshav nibra meisa. Okay, that seichel is neshama and midas is ruach. Machshav de Mais is Nefesh, probably. So, for example, let's take this example. When you con contemplate on something, on a certain person, and that arouses within you a feeling of closeness or love to that person. So, the love is effect from the contemplation. Right? Yeah. And then you begin to focus on this thought. You begin to speak about it. Or you begin to act on it. All those faculties are all cause and effect, right? Yeah. You're something that interests you. So, you, so you, you come and speak to me about it. The speaking is an effect from the interest. Yeah. So you can't say the speaking is the interest. It's only a small part of it. It's an extension, but it's an extension of it. And it is not infinitely distant. It's like one compared to a thousand. Understand? So you have inside of you, let's say, an interest. Then that interest manifests in some type of expression. That expression is one part of the bigger interest. So he says, this is what this is in, in spiritual worlds. These are called the, that's called the worlds of Briyatsirasiya and Atsilis. So that's when you say some three things are commensurate to each other. When you say something is not commensurate, it's the opposite. That the small part is not part of the big one. For example, infinity. One in a thousand, one and the highest trillion, trillion, trillion are closer than a trillion, trillion, trillion to infinity. Because infinity is not made up of single numbers. That's where you can't add up. Numbers will never add to infinity, and infinity is, is a completely different set of I, I numbers. Okay. The Indian Ena Haza, and then when we say, therefore, going back to what he said, that there's nothing commensurate to you in this world. He's saying that this world, you cannot say that as distant as this world is to the higher world, the higher world is distant to the divine. We can't say that, as I just explained. So now he's adding, he's adding an interpretation. You can say it means, that in this world, we can is revealed and, and, and recognizable how... The divine is completely, infinitely distant from us. Because the physical, the essential thing of a physical entity, physical piece of matter, is completely not commensurate and, and infinitely distant from the divine. There's no way that a divine spiritual entity can suddenly become something that's material. Spirituality can be diminished, but as much as you diminish a spiritual entity, it never becomes physical. You know? Mm -hmm. You hear? Yeah. So if, if let's say you take light, sunlight. 
You can diminish it, diminish it, diminish it. It won't suddenly become a, a, an apple. It'll become concealed light. So to create a material thing requires some type of force that's more than just spiritual. Because spiritual does not become material. Spirit and matter don't meet. So, when you see a material thing, you're compelled to say, that it's, it's, its existence, its creation comes from something that is, like we said before, like a found lost item. Where did it come from? From nowhere. So God created the spirit also, the spiritual also. Correct. The we'll talk about matter that. matter down there. We'll, ta- we'll take yeah. that. But nevertheless, but matter, well, he's adding something, that matter, spirit can still con- convince itself that it came from something because you could say, you know, it's, it's, it's some, but matter tells you, testifies to the fact that something completely apart from us put us here. Right. That's why specifically, precisely, specifically in this material world, Naven, we can understand. He's adding something beautiful. That is this material world that can teach us that even the spiritual worlds are so not commensurate with the divine. That they too are a world. And they too are created like from nothing. So we see from this, we see from this that even Atsilis is also not commensurate infinitely distant, and even more than we are. From How does the material world teach us that? You see, because the spiritual world, because it's spiritual, you could say, you know what? God is even more spiritual than me. You know, we're just a diminished state. That, no, no, but that's, that's one in a thousand to say God is more Yeah, but you see, but the spiritual doesn't know that. We, because we are so distant, from spirituality, right. we testify to something that's completely beyond. Atzilus can still deceive itself into thinking that it has a spiritual source, except it's very spiritual, much more than I am. Because this, because the spirituality, can, it, 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 it could convince itself that God is spiritual. That's the whole point. But wouldn't the hokma, the wisdom, understand? No, not not if there was no. Well, the wisdom understands once it sees this time. This world teaches that element of. Complete distance. That's what he's adding here. Uh-huh. Yeah. In other words, because because Atsilis is not distant from God, it's godliness. Remember, we spoke about Atsilis as a godly world. So let's put it this way: if you saw two people, one is a tzaddik, one is a complete a complete evil person, the tzaddik teaches you that God is good, but the evil person tells you that God is completely something else. How else could he have created this monster? Right. 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 That's the point. So in truth, you're right. Atsilis is more distant. But on its own, that's not obvious because it looks it looks holy, it looks godly. It's the distant things that teach us more about the divine. Instead, because remember, Atsilus, as we shall learn, it still has the personality of the divine. It just does. He's adding Atsilus on its own. Can, you can convince yourself because its personality is divine. So you could say, you know what, the divine. It's it's a reflection of the divine. Remember, we said it's like imparted from Moses. In truth, it is more distant. But this world is what teaches us that. Let's put it this way. If God had never created a material world and only spiritual, you can convince yourself and say, there is no such thing as God is spiritual. He's just a higher spiritual that came down to lower levels. We wouldn't know that distance. It's only when you see something that's so different, you say, one second here. 
Like I mentioned, I think, if the painter only painted farms, okay, you know what you'd say he's a brilliant farmer. But suddenly he paints a, uh, a palace. Hey, one second. This is something else. This, then that's the... Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that ends chapter 7. I'll read the summary and we can stop here. Here's the summary. Atzillus is only the revealing of that which is concealed. There's nothing new in Atzillus. That's on one end of it. Nevertheless, Atzillus be'en... Atzillus be'en e'en arech Atzillus is infinitely distant compared to its source. And more than that, more than the distance, than the, than the infinite distance between Asiya compared to Atsilas, where there it's only a difference between Elion and Tachin, something higher, something lower. And even the lower part is also included and encompassed in the, in the higher part. That's why also when the nullification of the lower one is not a complete nullification. It's a nullification from its earlier state. When you say something is not commensurate, infinitely distant, that means it's not even included in any way in its source. And this is when we say that in this world, we recognize that you're completely distant because in this world we recognize and we can reveal and from there we learn we learn from this that all the worlds are that distant, are so distant from the divine. Of course, the next chapter is going to ask the big question. Since Atsilas is only a revelation of the divine and nothing new, so how do we reconcile that with Atsilas being so distant from the divine? I mean, you can speculate the answer, but he's trying to build this whole story up. Anyway, that's chapter 7, page Jude Bays, page 12, middle of page 12. And uh, then we'll continue. We will continue from chapter 8. We're rolling. So, uh, let me ask you this. Uh, yes, I'm listening. Who's created was Azilok and BYA after the cow? Yeah, of course. Everything was after. Everything's after the Everything cow. Everything in existence. There's a divine infinite light. Remember, we made the images. Yeah. yeah. The hole, the black hole, the symptom. Yeah. Then comes the cow. The cow creates all the worlds. Okay. And now we're talking about Atsilus and Biyat, that particular. Atsilus is a reflection of divine, it's divine world. Biyah are created worlds. And we're talking, of course, the interface, how do you reconnect them all? So what he explains here is that Atsilis has two elements to it. On one hand, it is, yes, divine, but it's that. still a world of shape and form, and therefore it's infinitely distant from the divine source of the is world. Is that true of the macro as well as the micro? It's the same thing in both. Same thing but we talk always on the micro. The macro is a different type of discussion, because there everything is potential state. But it's the same idea. So then there's the whole reality between the Simpson and the Cobb, and what's before that. 
Well, whatever we're talking here will play itself out there too, because that's the that's the macro. You know, the, as you know, it all comes down to that in the divine. There's the divine that has no shape and form. There's the divine before the symptom too that has, as we discussed, spheres, the hidden spheres. Right. But that's that silos of macro. Right. So we're talking now in the micro, but it's a similar concept. Right. Right. So the divine essence, the divine essence is before the symptom and before the kind. The divine essence is before everything and beyond everything. And it's here now too. You remember this is not... In terms of time, it's all levels. Did they talk of the difference between ain and ain self. Ain means simply that? nothingness. Ain self means no end. They talk, when you say the divine essence, you're talking it has no end and no beginning. You're talking about the light that says it has a beginning, it has a source, but it has no end. And, that, and that's what certain people call ain self or. That's what the Kabbalist Arizal calls ain self, which is the infinite divine light. It's usually referred to the divine light before the symptom. But here he's talking also the divine light that before the that is uh, before shape and form, right? That's easier to get that that that, that azilot is incommensurate with that level. That world. well, he's going to discuss this more. It's going to get more complicated. But right now, establish that because it's a world and it has shape and form, it's that incommensurate. And more than, more incommensurate than the lower world yes, of, yes, created yes, yes, yes. compared to the world of Atsilut. Yes. As I said, material shape and form is closer to spiritual shape and form than and they both are to no shape and form. Yeah. You can pick your, you can go way down on another level, this idea of evolution. No amount of permutation will create a living human being. Correct. There's only another world yeah and no amount of permutations will create even one sub one drop of matter in other words even evolutionary theory all end up they have one problem one, the first, drop, the problem, first yeah. bag of gas right that they can't answer i know you know like the story with helen with the trains you know there was a shuttle they never they never saw a train before because it was right they used to everything was moved by wagon and, and horses and cows and animals and donkeys and, so one guy goes out to the big city and sees a, a locomotive. You know, he sees an engine. You know, sees a, a steam train. So he comes back. He says, "Crazy thing! There's this car that just moves. There's no horse pulling it." He says, "How does it move?" He says, "He says there's another car behind it that pushes it." <laughs> so, so, they, so they say, "What pushes? How does that push?" He says, "There's a third car." And then there's how many cars? He said, "Well, there's a ninth car, that last car that pushes them all." She says, and who pushes the last one? He says, I forgot to ask that. <laughs> you know, it's a technicality. Yeah, yeah. You know. yeah. So I always found that to be, it's very fine. I, I have no problem with evolution per se, fine. But then how does that solve our biggest problem? The first step. Right. Even so someone once told me, once I says, well, at least we haven't figured out till there. Right. I said, right. you understand? I don't understand. Because they don't even till there. Whoever put the first I'm thing right there right. may have just put the rest of it all in motion. I have no problem with that. But you like just want to. Right. Why is evolution cut out God? I don't get right. it at all. So Even the, the big bang types. Where did whatever band come from? Right. Yeah. I, I, this they, is they, just, they don't go there. They, you know, they, 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 say, yeah. they say, you listen, we covered what we can cover and we'll figure that out one day. You know? Right, right. Just like this guy, right. the last car. <laughs> yeah, well, small little. <laughs> <laughs> 
that's good. It's like where the globe sits on the back of a turtle that stands on the top of an elephant that stands on top of another turtle. You know that. Mm-hmm. So, so what's the last thing? He says, well, who knows? But uh, right, at right. least. No, this is great. He can I mean, he says so many. You know that ones. one where the Lucy comes home and she asks her father, she asks her mother, where do we come from? Our species, our species. And mother says, oh, grandma was, was a grandparent of great Jews in a city in Czechoslovakia. Our great grandparents were Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. We come from the Garden of Eden. She asks her father, her father says, well, sit down, embrace yourself. First, we came from apes. Before that, amphibians. Before that, one celled amoeba. So she's so confused, she comes to her mother and says, I don't understand. You t- give me one answer, Dad gave me another. She said, we're both right. I told you about my side of the family. <laughs> I told you about his. <laughs> so there's a story of this one guy, this uh, doctor developed this brilliant stuff. He took over his father's practice. He had these old, it was like a mission. He had these old nuns. And he'd say, she'd say, well, here's what you have. She'd say, why is that? He'd say, well, it's because this and that. She, she, and she gave him, well, why is that? Well, the neurology, why is that? He kept saying, well, he gave him, so why is that? Finally, he looked at her, it's a nun, he said, original sin. She said, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah, it's like a perfect thing. <laughs> he said, oh, I see. <laughs> yeah. They say this philosopher, uh, her professor, asked of the students at the end of the, of the course, to, uh, you know, for the doctorate to answer one question, why? So people wrote pages and pages and pages. And they all got mediocre marks. Two people got one got an A, one got an A plus. The one that one answered why? Because. And the second one why answered not? why why not? Why not? Yeah. Okay, listen, people are uh, are not focused and it's just like anything in this world, we focus on the here and now. And uh, I used to always ask somebody when I was in school and I was saying this stuff, I'd say, look, how you can be nerves in a bunch of molecules. How can a bunch of molecules in the brain create like an emotion like love? How can that be? They couldn't answer. No way. How can a bunch of matter put in a certain order result in feelings? They don't. That's incommensurate. It's another dimension operating through the matter. They just, science just can't get along. Okay. So, so we did this. Good. It's good.